What comes to mind when you think of the medical industry in the United States? Perhaps rising costs for health care? Political debates? Insurance? But on a more personal level, maybe you bring to mind your own experience of doctor's visits. To sterile, white rooms lit with fluorescent lights? Of impersonal receptionists? Or even confusing medical bills? But one thing that likely doesn't come to your mind at all is art. What happens when the worlds of medicine and art come together? Um, all these, these are all works from the three artists we've shown right now. Angelo, Wendell, and um, there's one more person. I can't recall their name, but these are and Nathan Fiveash. Wow. So these are all their works. So specifically, what we do here, we're more of a wellness spa. Uh-huh. So we provide spa services to support being able to support the, the artists as well because you know it, a lot of times as galleries we can't the, the, you know just the sale of the art to, yeah. to, to survive becomes an issue so we decided to we were going to do a, a functional space but create a gallery space that can double up for art shows and that sort of thing part of our mission as well is that most of the sale of the art goes directly to the yeah. artist which is kind of our that's mission great. that's kind of a thing we're not really out there to make money from them we want to showcase their work in the best light possible so that they can sell their work and you know that way they can kind of keep doing what they're doing so that's kind of like a, in a nutshell what we do yeah. what we do from a wellness perspective is walking in the door feels like walking into the kind of modern art gallery you might expect to find in any major metropolitan area in America. Except this is not simply an art gallery, but a place of health and healing. And my tour guide is no mere art curator, but a physician, Dr. Leon Elliott. And this art gallery is no mere art gallery, but it is the healthcare gallery and wellness spa of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. It's Extra Crispy, a podcast of curious conversations with me, your host, Crispin Schroeder. Today on the podcast, I sit down for a conversation with Dr. Leon Elliott. In 2014, Dr. Elliott started the Healthcare Gallery and Wellness Spa, which brings together both his love for art and his love for helping people stay healthy. This is a very unique approach, uh, certainly for Louisiana. I think you're going to find this conversation fascinating. So let's head to this extra crispy conversation recorded at the Baton Rouge Healthcare Gallery with Dr. Leon Elliott. Your story, how you came to uh, 
you're a medical doctor, but you're, you're originally from Sierra Leone. Hence the name. Leon, that's right. So I uh, came to the U.S. in the early 90s for college. And um, at the time, I thought I was, you know, always been involved in art. And I thought I'd be, wanted to do go into architecture, primarily. And I ended up choosing medicine at the end of my college year and decided to go to med school, partly because I think I had... Um, there were some childhood promises I'd made to myself, and part of it had to do with me going up close to a cemetery, and I, I used to watch these funeral processions go by all the time. And I thought, well, if I could become a doctor, then I could help um, stop people from dying. So I kind of had these promises as a child that I was going to help in some way. So rather than going to architecture, I ended up going to med school and realized soon enough that medicine actually robs you of everything else, that you, of your hobbies and everything else, at least you know when I trained. And now I started my career doing these um, clinics and urgent care clinics, and I had a creative side to me, to my, to me and I would do these clinics and add nice art on the walls to change things up. But at the end of the day, it turned out it was just a nice clinic with beautiful art. So fast forward several years later, I decided to do an art gallery and figure out how to move patients in it. So I flipped the story on its head and figured out part of the, the reason in healthcare the way things are built is because of privacy and all those things and the art gallery doesn't always lend itself to something like that it's more of an open space so we, I ended up doing the healthcare gallery and wellness spa and what I did I ended up using a lot of pocket doors to can, to open up eventually it to give you this wide sense of um, a, a some sort of movement within the space as an art gallery I used a lot of the part, the door sliding doors also for cabinetry so we can hide all the medical stuff behind those doors so the the whole idea is that it was first and it is first and foremost a, a gallery and secondarily a space where we can patients can receive wellness services like massage therapy, nutrition coaching, lifestyle coaching. And we also do a fair amount of beauty services like laser skin care, skin tightening, hair removal. And very recently, as part of the whole holistic approach to wellness, I added a fitness com component to it. So I ended up expanding to the space next door where patient pe clients can also work out with a trainer as well. But beyond that, I think in the community, what we're trying to do is be sort of um, more of a, a hub for folks in the community to come in, see their art, get inspired. We want to do events with local artists or local creatives. We have a space upstairs that lends itself to that. We were thinking of maybe using it as a listing room at some point. We thought we could have or book lunch or ports, poetry night or one of those things. So 
it's still open and we're, t- we're working with people in the community to see how best we can reach out to the creatives in the community, people that might want to do something like that. Very recently, we also did a pop-up dinner. So people would say, well, so what's the deal with the pop-up dinner in the gallery space? Well, that's just it, right? It's all part of what I think is a, it's a creative outlet for local chefs that want to do something in a space that's interesting and have people dine elsewhere that's not a restaurant, but we made it a restaurant for a night, you know. It's really exciting, and that's what we're trying to do for the community is just come up with ideas and ways to keep them engaged. One of our biggest mission is to dispel the myth that for you to love that art viewing is for the elite. Right, and so if you notice, we want to bring art to the ordinary person, where we think you you can be at any stage in your life and appreciate art. And so we look for those artists that will speak to that person. And I think that's what has happened over the years. I think people tended to that that generation that didn't want to go to the museum because they thought it was just out of reach or just disconnected from their lives. And we are really trying to bridge that gap. Do you think it's good for people to be exposed to art in any way that that, that helps people thrive as human beings? So, yeah, I think art as a whole, there's been connection with art and wellness. There's, There's been research that, that lends itself to you know the evidence that there is some benefit to art and wellness since Greco-Roman times, right? And what I believe is that wellness in general has to do with more than just you know medications. I think it has to do with the built environment. It has to do with um, vitality it's and what are we doing with the art so much it's it's we in terms of wellness is we saying being well doesn't mean you're not sick being well is about vitality and living life and creativity and and you know it's it's not about just not being sick and so part of us doing all these creative events is tapping into those, that creative side to say this is what life could be um, if you can be exposed to some of these things. So that said, we think the wellness services and the fact that the, the, the art changes every so often can play a calming role in, with anxiety when people used to think about wellness or going to see their doc for whatever reason. And so we wanted to tone that normal, drab, clinical space to mo- a more welcoming space. And I, we think that helps in some way. Yeah. Do you, so I know you're a medical doctor. Do you do, you do any like just regular doctor stuff here like if I had the flu and I'm like, I'm going to go over to the gallery and uh, see Dr. Elliot or, or do you do that somewhere else or yeah, outside of kind of what you're... I am a physician and yeah, it's interesting. That's a good question. I, I actually started, my intent was to do 
see sick patients in this space. It turns out I ended up moving away from that model for a few different reasons. And, and most of what I've tried to do over the course, course of my career was merge sick care with wellness, right? And unfortunately, the industry, the medical industry is still divergent at this point as far as wellness and sick care goes. They don't really converge. And so I got out of the business of taking care of sick patients in this space, unfortunately, because there were two different worlds. And the, the sick patients couldn't really participate in wellness because in their head there were two different things, unfortunately. And I had, and there were, oh, there was a demand for wellness, so I ended up deciding I would move, go down the path of more wellness. So how, so how did I get into this? Back to my background, growing up in West Africa, you get a different perspective on health in things that you can do naturally or take you know eating healthy we not we ate farm to table food it wasn't a fad <laughs> it was just what we, we had to do it was it wasn't a cool thing right it was just life you ate up I grew up on the coast so we ate fish I mean fish was our staple we didn't eat a lot of dairy products. There's just some things we just didn't do just because we didn't have it. I mean, that's, that's just the way it was. And going into medicine and learning about disease and all the things that people suffer from today because of poor diet, you can see how we've come full circle. Now farm-to-table is a fad and, you know, it's now all these cool exercises and this and that, whereas we just had to walk by default growing up, right? But I think fundamentally, they, I had to understand that what the business of medicine was and the fact that the health insurance companies not really in the business of getting you well right and and i know it sounds somewhat controversial but let's face it what they do is they sell you insurance health insurance and so with the premise that when you get sick this is a way to pay for that person to get you well once they've provided a service for you but they're not really paying for wellness services for you to keep you out of that sick zone, right? So they wait till you get sick, you get in the sick zone, and then we figure out how we're going to make these payments. So there, there's some sort of um, disconnect there, right? And so I decided, back to why I don't do, you know, it was just two different worlds, and that was why I realized those two worlds would never really get, you know, meet. If um, if I could have merged the sick zone and the wellness, if it was all one and the same, we could have done that here. But until things fundamentally change, it's one or the other, and we ended up, we opted for the wellness op- well, the wellness side of things. Would you, uh, where, where would you see this going perhaps in the future if you had the opportunity to keep expanding this model for 
further. Would you ever want to see a day where you could do sick care too, or is it just you, you feel like this is what you're really born to do and you found it? We'll just keep getting better at this. <laughs> yeah, I, I so it's unfortunate because I think the people that really need wellness are the people the people who need it the most are the people who are the sickest, right? So for people and I'm Specifically, if we can just, if I get a little technical, say people who are pre-diabetics, which means that if they don't make lifestyle changes today, they will eventually become full diabetics with the need to be managed with medications, right? So there are things you can do today, which is heavy nutrition coaching about foods, exercise, movement, to reduce your risk of becoming a diabetic. And the cost of taking care of a diabetic, the lifetime cost of that patient is extremely high. So, yes, I just, like I was saying, it would be cheaper to mitigate those issues earlier on. However, the insurance company is not in the business of that. So, ideal, I, I kind of see there's a shift happening in the healthcare debate and they're trying to see how to. F- merge these two worlds in some way we're not there yet by any means so down the line where do i see this going for now unfortunately i think it's the people that could afford it and afford to or knowledgeable enough to know how important wellness is in preventive care is i hope hope that down the line we could expand it where more people could see the benefit for this and figure out a way where maybe there's some sort of way to, um, some alternative payment model for them to pay for something like this to get um, people healthy. So it turns out as I moved from Boston to Louisiana, I went from a state that was number one and number two in this in America in health to a state that's 49th, 50th in the state, right? Yeah. And it's it's starkly different. The I mean, the things that um, the, the, we're dealing with we, in terms of obesity, just the unhealthy state, it's a real problem in Louisiana. So I, I guess in some ways this was more of an awareness, trying to make people aware that there are things that if you're waiting for the state to take care of for you, it would be a bit problematic. Um, and we're saying, I think this has to be an individual choice that that person would have to want to participate in something like this. It's slow moving, but um, I don't know there's any other way forward at this point. We'd have to continue taking care of those people that are motivated to do that um, versus and, and continue the awareness part of it and letting people know that you know that they they need to take their health in their own hands. And how have the artists responded to, what's the interaction of artists been to this concept? They love it. The the artists actually love um, the whole concept. So here's the direction we're moving in. So I think I may have mentioned we focus on emerging artists typically. And part of the reason is we don't have a lot of social pressures to sell a lot of art or make a living from selling art. We we want to focus on giving the artists a platform for them to share their work with the public. So most of these artists 
or rather some of them have never shown anywhere else. They've never had a show anywhere. And so we approach these artists and they're just ecstatic, right? To have their name up on on vinyl. Yeah, we have a curator. Her name is Rodnina Hart, and she curates. Um, she actually is the uh, art manager and preparator for the Louisiana Art and Science Museum downtown. And she's kind enough to actually curate work for us. So she's got a whole um, database of local artists that she is in touch with on a regular basis. And she'll put a show together based on themes or ideas or concepts and that sort of thing. And so approaching a lot of these artists, which we don't have a shortage of somehow, it's been fascinating. And getting them to to be in a show together, I think is really, really good for them, really, really good for the community. Because a lot of these folks, like I said, hadn't shown anywhere else and never thought a Gallagher would approach them to show their work. So we, we we are moving in a direction also to show works that uh, may have been done by amateurs, amateur photographers, actually. And a lot of these people may have works, pictures up on Instagram. So we, we, we to, to stay relevant, stay current, we have to be in the social media space. And we're also curating work through Instagram photos and reaching out to artists like that and say there might be somebody who has um, work that is somewhat socially conscious. They may want to take, you know, there's some people that are doing really, really fabulous things in the community. Um, I'll give you an example. There's a there's a, um, a pair of twins, twins called Torrance and Thurman Thomas, and they have a nonprofit called Tank Proof. Tank Proof. And what they do is they raise money and teach underserved area kids how to swim in the summer. Wow. Yeah. So these are kids that normally wouldn't, you know, have a high risk of drowning, right? And they'll get these kids and give them free lessons for the summer. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty neat stuff. So we are planning to do a show of the experience for these people and how important it is in their lives, right? And document it in terms of an exhibition. So, but again, is that the thing a typical gallery would do? Probably not, but we think that's what we want to showcase in the community, that these people are doing really cool stuff, right? And make an art exhibition out of it. So that's our mission. That's our way of plugging into the community and presenting their work in such a way that it's really interesting, but it also is this awareness to what's really going on. So this, <clears throat> that's sort of the direction for the gallery that we think we're bringing to the community. And so we're not always showing this one, this artists that are that have done, you know, that have quote unquote arrived. And that's not we don't have those social pressures. We we're really a vehicle for a lot of the what's going on socially, and. Um, socially, economically, in the community, and that's what we want to focus on.
biggest challenge since you embarked on this? It's challenging and things move really, really fast, right? It's challenging in the sense, I think, to make people understand what we're doing because we still have a, a functional spa, day spa, wellness center going on. And then there's this whole art, creative community, socially conscious thing that we're trying to merge as well, right? So to your point, it it moves really, really fast. It's about, and, and I use the space to mentor the people that are providing the services, but also meeting with community leaders and talking to them and what's going on and how can we showcase what you're doing and you know that so it's it's constantly moving. Oh by the way the exhibition comes down next week and we have a new show going up. I mean it is constant. But it's fun. It is challenging because it's two different again um, arenas we we're working in. There's the wellness aspect and then there's the gallery aspect. But I think ultimately, as long as we stay with our mission, we'll be okay. And it's been exciting and interesting thus far, right? And we think we are living up to our mission. So, so far, so good. They can walk in any time. Okay, so you don't have to to be coming for spa services. You can just walk in. It's a functional gallery. It's open 8 to 5 for people to come see the work. They walk right in and walk around and see the room. We we have signs posted. If the door is closed, it says wellness service in progress, which means you can't just open the door and walk in for obvious reasons. But other than that, for areas that are general... um, open to the public that are open generally they can walk around and look at the art and um, yeah that's, that's it's open to the public that's the whole point of it we yeah. want people to be able to walk in they don't they're, they're under an obligation to purchase anything or get a service for that matter because yeah. that's not what we do we, that's not our goal with the gallery we just want them to enjoy the work and come right face to face with it wow that's cool yeah and so if people want to find out more about this, uh, you're, you're obviously, what part of Baton Rouge is this? So this would be the town center area. This is close to Bocage, um, near SN, the town center area off of Jefferson Highway. Um, in terms of community, I think it would be more Bocage area, okay. close to I-10 and 12. And yeah, we're, we're on the internet, and so they can look us up, search the Healthcare Gallery and Wellness Spa, or they can go to our website, which is spabatonrouge.com. Okay. Yeah. Well, great. Well, uh, Dr. Elliot, I really appreciate you taking some time out of your day. I, I, love, I love what you've done here. It's, uh, uh, it's a, really it's a cool. pleasure. Really cool. And uh, I'm, I'm not in Baton Rouge a whole lot, but uh, I'm going to probably drop down by from time to time to see uh, what... Uh, New works of art you got up on your walls. <laughs> As they say in the South, come on back now, you hear? <laughs> <laughs> you sound like you're from here. <laughs> All right. But well, thank, thank you. you.
modern world, the dominant ways of thinking about business usually concern themselves only with economics and pragmatism, maybe. But it is refreshing to see folks like Dr. Elliot who are willing to think outside the box, to think of their own business as a place of connection to the community, to the soul of the community, a place that could not just bring health to individuals, but could actually help create community. And as I walk away from this experience, I can't help but finding myself hoping that more business leaders within my own community would embrace some of these values of incorporating art, music, uh, becoming places of connection outside the community, and not just simply thinking about the bottom line. And I hope after hearing this podcast today that, that maybe you're encouraged to do that in your own realm of influence. Thanks for listening to this episode of Extra Crispy. If you like what you hear, please leave us a good review on iTunes, or you can like us on our Facebook page. Let some friends know what's going on. Extra Crispy is produced by me, uh, along with original music that uh, I've composed uh, that can be found on various albums <laughs> with lyrics. You can check me out on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen your digital content. Till next time, may all your conversations be extra crispy.